Welcome to Transformation. This is Don Wick from the Red River Farm Network, proud to be your host for this podcast series. And a special thanks to CHS Community Giving for making this Transformation podcast possible. Transformation began earlier this year as a partnership between the Red River Farm Network and the Minnesota Department of Agriculture and numerous stakeholders throughout our region. We're hoping to bring awareness to the issues of farm stress, mental health, really with a focus on solutions. Our faith is obviously a big part of that story. And today we're joined by Bishop Bill Tesh from the Northwestern Minnesota Synod of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. Obviously, this farm situation is impacting our rural churches, uh, our farmers, and and those that serve the farm community. And on the day we spoke, it was a day recognized as a day of prayer within the farm community. Bishop Tesh, what's your, your sense of this current farm situation? You know, Don, thank you, first of all, for having me here on the show. I really appreciate your work um, to uh, work with our farmers and, uh, and tell the story uh, of farming life and the challenges as well as the joy. So thank you so much for, for your work. Uh, you know, I was out the other day when I made a video and I was visiting with farmers, and what's, what amazes me is how hopeful farmers always are. You know, they're always saying, well, you know, if we get a little freeze here and if we get a little bit of a drying spell, uh, we'll get the crop out. And so there's, there, there's hope. There's, there's always hope. Um, and, of course, for us as Christians, that hope is rooted in our faith, uh, that God has us, God's got this, and uh, that God's love for us is stronger than any hardship we might face. But the reality is, too, as we talk to farmers, there's deep concern about uh, how this weather is impacting the harvest. Of course, um, changes in markets have depressed prices, and costs uh, aren't going down. They're going up like all costs seem to be these days. And so uh, that's why we're having a a day of prayer today, October 17th. We've set aside and inviting people across faith traditions and across denominations to lift up our farmers in prayer. So we talk about the importance of faith. It takes faith to be a farmer just uh, sure. uh, on its own. It, it really kind of coincides with the liturgical year as well. It has a natural connection to agriculture. It does. Uh, it's not uncommon across our communities to, uh, in the spring of the year to celebrate what we call Rogation Sunday, uh, rogation is as the Latin word uh, that means seed, and so it's a blessing of the seeds, and it's a bless. We also bless the equipment and the farmer and the family and all of those who draw their living from agriculture. And uh, it's an act of faith to put that seed in the ground, right? And you have a limited amount of time. It's a huge investment for our farmers, and then this narrow window in which to recover that investment. And of course. Uh, we celebrate the harvest as well. We, uh, in this part of the world, which is the breadbasket of the world, uh, we, we're aware of what a gift that harvest is, and so we celebrate that. So what's the role, the role of the church, particularly in a tough time like this, when, when a lot of the ag communities uh, challenged by price and weather and, and everything associated with that? Yeah, thank you. That's a great question. I think, first of all, the role of the church is to continue to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, that, that uh, our hope is in Christ and that our, the love that God has for us in Jesus Christ is stronger than any hardship we might face. Uh, and so it 
to keep declaring that hope. That's that's the first thing. But then our our congregations across northwestern Minnesota are community centers. They're centers where people come together, and that's where we can learn about uh, resources that are available to us. Our, our pastors and synodically authorized ministers and deacons are amazing leaders who know about resources in the community, can get people connected to, uh, to the help that folks might need as they wrestle with anxiety and crisis and difficulty. Um, it's a place where neighbors come together, become aware of, of who, who's doing okay and who might be struggling, who do we need to reach out to, how can we pray for each other. I think congregations are a real uh, asset for resiliency in our rural communities. They have been for a long time, and they continue to be today. I think a lot of us, we see our, our neighbors or family that's, that's struggling and, and we want to help when we don't necessarily know how to. And maybe it's prayer, maybe it's just sitting with them. But what is the, how is the best approach for, for someone like that? You know, I think, first of all, it's important to not beat around the bush, right? If you think somebody's struggling, just ask them. You know, are, how, are, are, get past the, the price of corn and the price of beans, right? Get to uh, how's it really going? And uh, if you if you think someone's really in trouble, don't be afraid to ask the question, are you thinking about taking your life? Are you thinking about hurting yourself or someone else? Uh, there's an acronym that I would share. It's called Ask, Care, Escort, ACE, A-C-E. Ask the question, uh, and 99% of the time the answer is going to be, no, of course not. I would never consider that. And then you can offer care, and uh, if, if someone is is struggling in a serious way, then escort, help them get to the services that, that, can, that can be us undergird their, uh, uh, their life and, and, and help them through a difficult time. Usually that's all it takes is just, just to get over that, that the, the moment of crisis, that moment of anxiety. We often isolate ourselves, I think, when we're, in, when we're challenged. And during harvest season like this, we're spending a lot of time maybe in a combine or yeah. by ourselves. Uh, being able to have that community around has got to be important. It's so important, uh, and I think um, I think it's important for uh, our farmers and all of us in the midst of busy, busy times to set aside those moments to connect with community, whether that's on Sunday morning or Wednesdays in many of our communities, um, to connect with family, um, to center ourselves in prayer, and remember who we are before God. We're God's creatures, and God's God, God's got us. God cares for us. Uh, that's really critical. You know, I heard a great story this morning, too, on the way in. I heard a story on the radio um, about farmers in Idaho uh, because they're struggling to get their crop out there, too, and, and the, the potato crop's really uh, threatened right now. And they're talking about how the farmers are helping each other out. Those that have their crop out are helping, uh, you know, get those potatoes out of the ground for their neighbors that don't have the crop out. That's another really practical way that farmers in this part of the world and I think through, throughout the Midwest have helped each other out for a long, long time. It's just, hey, um, it's, you know, farmers can be a little bit competitive, yeah. um, but at the end of the day, uh, we're going to help our neighbor. Maybe a silly question. How do you pray during a time like this? How do you get through a situation like this? That's not a silly question at all, Don. Thanks for asking. You know, um, in the, a video that I produced recently, I, I referred to the prayer book of the Bible, which is the book of Psalms. And there's some guidelines, I think, there are some, some uh, examples of how we pray. 
And God's people have been really bold to, to take God on, to challenge God, say, God, where are you right now? Uh, I think the key for prayer is to be authentic, to be who we are, to be honest with where we're at, how we're struggling. God can take it. Um, and once we start there, then we can move to the next step, which is moving towards confidence, towards faith, towards hope. Um, but we have to start with where we're at. So it's not uncommon to start a prayer with, how long, O oh Lord? How long is this going to go on? Well, when, when am I going to catch a break, right? And then we move to, but you, God, have held me in your hand before, and I know you'll do it again. Sometimes just trying to get back on that road, we, we get helpless or feel that way with the weather and what have you. Yeah, it is. And uh, that's why we have to hear the good news again and again. That's why we have to come together in community because uh, how soon we forget, right? Yeah. And, and I think there's a stigma associated with some of these mental health challenges or, or farm stress, however you want to put it. We need to normalize that conversation more. That's exactly right. It's imp- I think... Uh, for a long time, we stigmatized each other or people if they were struggling in any way or if they were struggling with depression or if they had suicidal ideation. But uh, what we're learning is that these, this is, it's actually pretty normal, and we need to be able to talk to each other uh, about the struggles we're facing and be honest with each other. And when we do that, we find the burden gets a lot lighter when we uh, there's uh, St. Paul admonishes um, share one another's burdens right and so fulfill the law of Christ Uh, we share those burdens really by just talking to each other about how we're struggling on a big picture we've seen consolidation in ag there's there's farms are getting bigger and bigger Uh, that certainly has to impact churches uh, in rural communities too I would guess Oh my, yes. That's, that's been a, a evolution that's been happening for some time now. Uh, a lot of our churches uh, throughout, we have 226 congregations throughout northwestern Minnesota, and those congregations are, are there in places where uh, they're on a section of land where there used to be 10 families farming, and now there's one, or maybe a half a, a family farming several sections of land, right? Yeah. So uh, it, it really has changed the landscape. And, and uh, our our congregations are resilient. They're finding ways to thrive by forming partnerships, uh, by reaching out in new ways. Um, but, yeah, for sure the, the evolution agriculture of impacts our congregations. So we mentioned resources. Are there things within the church that uh, that can help as well? You know, Lutheran Social Services of Minnesota is an amazing organization that has offices throughout the state uh, that uh, offer just a variety of services, of course, counseling and and other mental health services. And I would commend that to anybody. Um, I would say our congregations are a great place to go to learn about where's the nearest office near me. There are other services in communities. Uh, We're encouraging people to access those services that are close to them whether that be one that's uh, through our Lutheran church or through our Catholic brothers and sisters or, or through uh, a secular organization. Um, it's important for people to get the help they need wherever they find it. Are you hearing from farmers or the farm community in this, during this, uh, this time that we're in? Absolutely. Um, a lot of pastors have reached out and, and uh, members of their congregations who are farmers, first of all, in gratitude, just thankful that, that uh, we're remembering them in prayer, that we're acknowledging that, yeah, these are tough times. Um, and so uh, farmers are, are uh, also sharing that 
like I s- said earlier, you know, um, we've been here before. We will uh, we'll figure this out. We'll 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 navigate through this. But I think we say that also conscious that uh, that there are some of our neighbors are struggling in, in a more serious way. Any final thoughts? Uh, maybe uh, some words of encouragement. Words of encouragement. Mm-hmm. I, I would say um, remember who we are before God. God made us, and uh, God's not going to let us go. And whatever happens in the challenges that we face, uh, God promises to walk with us. And uh, the the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead means that uh, hardship, death, um, difficulty doesn't win out in the end. And that means that uh, we can move towards hope. Again, our thanks to Bishop Bill Tash from the Northwestern Minnesota Synod of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. He's based at Moorhead, Minnesota. There are resources available. In addition to those mentioned by Bishop Tash, there's the Minnesota Farm and Rural Helpline. It's available 24-7, free and confidential. All calls are answered by trained staff and volunteers. That helpline number 833 833- Six zero zero two six seven zero. You can also visit minnesotafarmstress.com. Those links are all available on the Red River Farm Network website, rrfn.com forward slash transformation. This project is funded by CHS Community Giving. Transformation is a partnership between the Red River Farm Network and the Minnesota Department of Agriculture. This project all began with funding from the National Institute of Health, the Great Plains Center for Agricultural Health, and numerous stakeholders, folks like the Minnesota Corn Growers Association, North Dakota Farmers Union, and the Minnesota Soybean Growers Association. Until next time, I'm Don Wick.